Hi, I'm Ashley Atwood with Sunshine Hill Properties, and I've helped over 70 hopeful homeowners build their bridge from renting to home ownership. Now I'm here to give you the tools you need to achieve your dream of becoming a homeowner. This is the How to Be a Homeowner podcast. Welcome everybody to How to Be a Homeowner. I am your host, Ashley Atwood, and we are sponsored by Sunshine Hill Properties. Today we are going to talk plumbing. You know, it's super sexy, but it's super important. And I have James Hill, the owner of the Aussie Plumber, here to join me. Thank you for coming. Thanks for having me. I have a short bio of him, so I want to go ahead and read that. James was born and raised in Melbourne, Australia. He's the most exotic guest we've had so far. Uh, and he and his wife moved to the United States in 2013. Moving to America was the change that led him to start learning the craft of plumbing. He worked in Long Island, New York uh, for a company there where they were in business for over 50 years. And he trained with other plumbers that had over 60 years of experience. They worked on a variety of houses some as old as 250 years old, and I thought this was really cool, that were originally English forts in the Revolutionary War. I love that. I mean, like a huge history, like, I wouldn't say buff, because I don't know a lot, but like, I like it a lot. Yeah, it's cool being somewhere where where you know something's happening. Yeah, something pivotal. You said pivotal. (laughs) It was a big deal back then. Um, He's also worked in all of the new builds in Hampton, so he got trained on a wide variety of houses. And 2017 is when they decided to change the cold winters for the hot summers here in Phoenix. Um, And then he worked for a local plumbing company for four years until deciding to start his own business in 2021. Hence the Aussie plumber. So welcome. Thank you. I'm so excited to have you. Thanks for having us. Um, Plumbing is, um, we all know that we need plumbing, but it's kind of mysterious because it's all behind the walls. And we don't know we have a problem until there's a problem. Yeah. Right. So I wanted to talk to you um, for our new homeowners, our new home buyers, see what's going on, try to answer some questions before they actually became Sounds good. problems. So, um, so you moved to America. No. Yes. You moved to America in 2013 and that's when you decided to become a plumber. Yeah. So uh, I did want to be a plumber in Australia. It was a little hard to get into there, but once I landed in America, my wife told me, it is a lot easier to get into. Okay. Called one place, started off and was with them ever since. What made you want to be a plumber? Uh, I just know it's a good trade that's always in demand. Yeah. So um, that, that was, I wouldn't say that was like my, my only go-to. It was um, it was just being at a different location every day, not checking into the same place every day, mm-hmm. get to meet new people. Yeah. Get to meet dogs. So, um, <laughs> He's talking about my dog, Humphrey Bogart, who is entertaining us in the background. <laughs> it's, um, yeah, I just knew it. it's a it's a really good field to be in. Okay. Yeah. What's your favorite part, being a plumber? Uh, I feel like it changes over the years. Uh, for now, being being an owner is really being from start to finish of how, how we serve our customer. Um, before, when I was working for someone, it still was serving the customer and, and just making sure that they're all taken care of. Um, but being the owner now where we see everything from the first call to, to when we're done, it's just seeing that, that they're satisfied, they're giving us great reviews, giving our, our other plumbers great reviews. Mm-hmm. So that's, um, that's really what um, 
that fuels us and makes us happy. You have more control over the experience start to finish yeah, versus when you worked for somebody else. Yeah, it's like uh, if there's something that we feel like would enhance the customer's experience with us, we got full control over that, and it's um, that, yeah, that's what we do. Cool. Well, I'm excited to jump into this. We're going to take a really quick break here from one of our sponsors, and we'll be right back. For this break, I'm going to mention one of our incredible sponsors, HOA.com. Did y'all know that HOA actually stands for Homeowner Alliance? They are America's number one referral network for professionals that service homeowners. That means their entire existence is to pair quality service professionals that service your house with you as the homeowner. Go to HOA.com slash Ashley to find a service professional in your area. They serve the entire country from Austin to Denver to Phoenix to Tampa. You'll be able to find somebody in your area. Also, if you are a service professional and you want to partner with HOA.com, go to the same link, HOA.com slash Ashley and sign up today. Welcome back, everybody. Um, I've got a quick story to tell about my last experience with plumbing, not in this house, but my first single family house that I ever lived in, I was living in California and all of a sudden sewage started coming up from our showers and we were hugely disgusted and had no idea what was going on. So we called our landlord. He was blaming me. Sorry. Um, but it was not me. <laughs> it was not me. So he had somebody come out and put a camera. I didn't know sure. they could do this. So they did a little camera down and there were roots like oh, yeah. that had grown in and like clogged the sewage yeah, line. Yeah. So that was crazy. I had no idea that that could happen. Oh yeah. Um, if there's a, a crack or a bad joint and just a little bit of water coming in, a tree will find it. Yeah. And, uh, we, we always stress to, if you're in a newer house or wherever your sewer line is to move trees further back because um, oleanders, uh, eucalyptus, they, they love water and they'll, they'll travel for it. They'll travel and that's what's flowing through our pipes Oh is, yeah, and then once water. one gets in and then it's like a, a new city's grown that the whole roots just start growing in from one thing coming in. It yeah, I in. was fascinated. I mean, watching that camera go and like seeing oh, yeah. how much roots was in there. And again, I had no idea that that was even a thing. Um, because I wasn't even a homeowner yet. I was renting at that time, yeah, yeah. you know? And so it was quite an eye-opening experience. So anyway, that's a little fun story from, from my, my past. But let's take it back to the audience. So I always like to start with my, um, or the future homeowners mm -hmm. shopping for their very first home. They know that they want something pretty. <laughs> yeah. They know that they want to fall in love with it. However, there are a lot of other things that we need to look for. So when you think about plumbing, when they're shopping for a house, what are some key things that we can look for so we know, hey, this might be a big issue we want to steer away from? So like you said before, how a lot of the plumbing's within the walls, it's, it's hard to gauge the condition of everything. Mm -hmm. What I always look for when we do escrow inspections for um, potential home buyers is the condition of the faucets uh does the water heater have a service label on it so we know that's taken care of if if you can look around the house and see that things have been taken care of i dare say that the the plumbing's in good condition, in good condition. if you see a water heater that looks like it's you know 10 years old never been serviced uh, how do we know that's been serviced so when we service a water heater we always put our stickers on there 
we'll mark down if we flushed it, if we changed the anode rod, if whatever we've done to it's always labeled. So anytime that we go back or even if it's another plumbing business going back, we know exactly the history of it. Mm. And that's how you can prolong well, the life that's of good it. to so, know. Um, so instead of just looking with your real estate agent in the garage going, there's the water heater, you should go and look and see if there's a service report, especially yeah. if it's in older home yeah definitely uh even new homes like there's there's servicing that should be done throughout the home every year on mm -hmm. the plumbing system so it's um just things like that that I, I feel like if you do see a water heater sticker on it and it's it's fully labeled like for the last four years you'd say that whoever owned that house took care of their, their house did you know and when you say faucets in good condition do you mean like if they're rusty or what, what do you mean? Yeah, so a lot of faucets out here tend to have uh, a lot of calcium buildup from our mm -hmm. hard water. So that if, white stuff that's around the yeah, where the water comes yeah. out. Yeah, I mm -hmm. feel like we're pretty fortunate to have water in this state, but our water isn't the best. It's mm -hmm. um, pretty pretty hard water. So if you're seeing like everything has built up or a faucet is dripping, like there there's signs that something's going on. And if you're seeing it at the end where the faucet is, it's happening all the way from where it started to, mm. to that end. So it's seen at the end is a sign that it's happening everywhere. So it's not just a cleaning thing. Like that's no. a that's a sign that we that's need to a, look for. Yeah, hey, definitely. we'll need to pay attention to the plumbing when we get our inspection report oh, later yeah, or something 100%. like that. Awesome, that's great advice, thank you. So now we're at the inspection report. Um, what are some things that it, inspection reports can be very confusing. They're, they're huge. Yeah. They're just so all encompassing that they can get overwhelming. But when we get to the plumbing section, what are some things that, you know, are going to be easy to fix later or things that we need to, Hey, have your agent negotiate this because it's going to be expensive and time consuming. Sure. I, I would say anything above ground, um, is easier to fix and it's going to be cheaper depending what it is. Um, Anything underground is where it's going to cost more money. That's why we always stress for new home buyers to go through that list, but also do a, a sewer inspection on their main sewer lines. So have somebody like yourself come in and follow up the inspection. Yeah, like uh, I think the home inspectors do a, a great job of pointing out things and then they always write in there, we recommend a plumbing company mm. to come out and look. Okay. That's when we would come out, we do a, the whole escrow inspection and we just dive in a bit deeper of the condition of your plumbing. I see. So we won't have to necessarily guess, hey, we need to bring a plumber in. The inspector will say, hey, this is something going on, you know, in underground, we, we um, recommend yeah, this inspection. Okay. Yeah, we get them all the time. They, there might be something that's loose, a toilet running, something dripping, and they'll always say it needs further inspection by a licensed plumber because they, mm -hmm. they really can't touch the, the stuff. So that's when we can come in, either just give it a diagnosis or even if it's just tightening up a, a loose faucet. So will it say, um, will the inspection maybe say that there's for example, calcium buildup on the faucets? I, I have seen, I think it can vary from um, different inspectors, but I, I have seen some note like hard water buildup. Mm -hmm. But I think it all depends on, on the inspector of what they're okay. looking for. But they inspectors, like you said, they'll say leaky faucet or water in the 
toilet plump, you know, yeah. that, those kind of things are easy. Yeah. Er, yeah, <laughs> I can't fix them, <laughs> yeah. but easier to fix. Um, so they're not necessarily worth, you know, going, Oh, it's a money pit. It's when the things that are underground. Yeah. Like, um, things, things above ground can be cosmetic or can be easier to replace. Mm -hmm. I think the two biggest things I would look out for is having your sewer line scoped because that's just going to make sure everything's flowing right. And that can be from a, a house that's six years old to a house that's only two years old. Just because it's a new house doesn't mean everything was put in correctly. So okay. I wouldn't get in that safe mode of thinking that a house, because it's brand new, everything's great. Mm -hmm. I would still always get that inspection. The other thing that we see in houses in Arizona is a pipe called polybutylene. So polybutylene. This, yeah, this okay. is a, a pipe that was meant to be the pipe of the future. Mm. And it really is a super <laughs> fragile pipe. It um, actually got um, outlawed back in the, I think it was the late 90s. Okay. So uh, any house that's built from the late 80s to the late 90s could have this pipe. Mm. I would definitely make sure that that pipe isn't in there. If it is in there, then I would be seeing about how much it is to repipe the house because... Which is expensive. It, it can be expensive. It's... Um, yeah, that, that pipe is just, there's no, there's no time of knowing when something can happen with that pipe. What, what made it get outlawed? Is it poisoning the water? What is it uh, doing? The, the pipe was really fragile. Okay. So it was breaking. Yep. Uh, yeah, it would um, break, crack, split. The fittings that it connects onto are super shallow. You can grab the pipe and just flick it and it comes apart. Like okay. it's really um, fragile and yeah, we always say even looking at it breaks it. Like, yeah, it's uh, one of them sort of pipes. Okay. So late 80s to late 90s, that's something we might need to look into. Yeah. Can you tell that from a scope? Uh, well, the, the, the sewer scope would be one thing. The, the pipes, we just look in the attic. And if you see oh. that, that pipe, and home inspectors are actually pretty good at catching that pipe. I've been ah. to a lot where they, they know what that pipe is. Okay, so it might even say on the oh, yeah. inspection. Poly? Polybutylene. Polybutylene. That's a hard word. Yeah, it took me a while to get <laughs> Write <it>. that down, <laughs> guys. <laughs> or just rewatch this while you're going through your home inspection. Yeah. Awesome. Those are great tips, things that I never knew. Okay, so those are some things that, you know, when you do run into those big major issues, Yes, there are major issues that you will definitely want to have your real estate agent start to negotiate. Oh, yeah. um, you don't want to, well, you could, I mean, it could be whatever your situation might be, but there's a way for your agent to say, Hey, I want this credit to be able to replace the, the pipes, those polybutylene pipes or whatever the thing might be. So make sure you talk to your real estate agent when you're going through this, whenever you hear, Little things like this, you might be more informed than your agent is <laughs> and say, hey, we need to renegotiate this. This is going to be expensive. So don't don't be shy. Your agent is there to help you save money, to make sure that you're not in a money pit. But if it's something you don't want to deal with, then go to a different house. Pretty that's much. fine, too. Um, you know, yeah, that's if, if the homeowner isn't willing to budge on things like that, mm -hmm. that's, um, that's when getting getting us to come out we can tell you how much that price is because mm -hmm. if you really love the house and you, you want to stay with the house but it has that repair just knowing what that repair is before you yeah you know close the date and 
It's yeah, there's things you can do like that your real estate agent can do for you to help make sure that you're not brunting that bill yourself. But it's important to know those things before you get into oh, it, before yeah. you close that deal, because you could save yourself thousands of dollars on different kinds of repairs by doing that. Yeah, I think um, when we go to homes where people have brought them and it might have been on the inspection list, but they overlooked it, mm -hmm. it, it's, uh, it really breaks your heart going mm -hmm. there. and telling them what that price is going to be to fix that that thing like right. um yeah just do your due diligence and make sure absolutely something that you want. and we're back to a period we're filming this in early august i'm not sure when you guys are all going to see it or hear it but we just kind of came out of that crazy real estate market where people were bidding fifty thousand over yeah. or more no inspection no appraisal and so a lot of these new homeowners are going to start running into things that they oh, didn't know about. But now that things are calming down, agents, can, you can you take your time through your inspection report. You can negotiate things to make sure that you're protected. That's what that inspection is for, oh, that yeah. you're protected as the home buyer. Yeah. I, I would say also with um, the one time we see a lot of issues is if the house has been flipped. Everything mm. above ground. Fix and flips, looks, HGTV. Oh yeah, everything Woo. above ground looks mint, looks fantastic. But they just flipped a house that's 60 years old and still has all the same water lines, same sewer lines. They're not required to change those no. if they it's, to it, bring it up to code? No, if everything's running fine, that's it's running fine. But yeah, that, that's the biggest thing. A, a flipped house, I feel like needs extra an extra look an extra look that's a good tip too because we go in and we think oh if they've changed the tile they've changed x y and z then of course they looked inside to make sure everything was i feel like yeah i feel like um most people that flip tiles do do you know pretty good jobs but there, there are uh, unfortunately there are a few out there that paint the walls and do some mm -hmm. things and you've got really a lot plumbing underground hmm. so, good tips yeah tips james thank you for that okay so we have closed in our home and we're living in it what are some routine maintenance items that we need to make sure we perform i don't know annually monthly yep. um or i know not flushing anything sanitary female like tampons or maxi pads none of that but like what are some what are some things that we need to make sure we do to maintain our plumbing yeah so we uh we offer a, a a plumbing inspection we recommend once a year that's not like we go off how much a water heater should be flushed out here so on the inspection we flush the water heater we check the pressure we check everything in the house anything we can plumbing related we can get our hands on and touch you're going to know the condition of it mm -hmm. uh, at the end if there is items of concern that need to be fixed you'd be presented with that price if everything's good, you give a thumbs up and mm -hmm. we see you next year. Uh, the idea of uh, uh, keeping up with the maintenance on your plumbing is catching little issues where they're not going to become um, big problems. Right. Yeah. yeah. I 100% believe in maintenance versus repairs. Oh, yeah. Um, again, though, let me, let me trap, um, excuse me, let me jump back into daily things that we can do. What obviously a lot of us know not to flush certain items down the toilet, but yeah. not everybody knows that. What are some other things that people may not 
know they need to not do or do on a daily basis to take care of things? I would say the, the whole plumbing system works pretty well for not have to worry too much about a daily um, checkup or things like that. Uh, again, it would be things not to flush. Not uh, to flush. Yeah, I think uh, the one of the biggest things that people flush is the flushable wipes. Yeah. Uh, even though it has, uh, I know some packaging says plumber approved on it. I don't know who that plumber was, but uh, it's definitely not. So um, you, you'll really get to know us. There's been times we've pulled out over 100 of them. Okay. And because once one catches, second one catches, and that's when you have your issues. So, so flushable does not mean flushable. No. And the next one I'll talk about is uh, the use of a garbage disposal. Um, I wouldn't say I have like a, a love-hate relationship with them. I think they just need to be used in the right way. Um, the, the dishwasher normally hooks up to the garbage disposal. And if you, after everything gets washed, then you can turn something on. Uh, once you scrape a plate out and then rinse it off, that's when you'll turn on the disposal. They're not really made to put food down and that's magically going to go down the street. What normally happens is the you grind it up, turn the water on with it, the food sort of sits in the pipe and the water takes off. Mm. So what happens there is that all the food starts just sitting there and sitting there and sitting there. So a garbage disposal, I, I feel like, get used in the wrong way out here so it's um just not putting too much down there be be gentle on it okay so it's not doesn't replace the trash can scrape oh no not at all okay it's, um, so scrape it's for tiny little bits <laughs> scrape rinse dishwasher yeah okay yeah yeah good and the the garbage disposal will take care of the things that the trash can missed yeah that's good to know yeah, yeah. i do that already just because i can't stand the smell of a garbage disposal, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I didn't know that that I didn't know that that was uh, an actual tip to do. Oh yeah, there's um, the other thing with garbage disposals, just to make them smell a bit better. You can cut like a wedge of lemon and leave it in there; it just bounces around. Nice. Like, things like that are cool to yeah, do I've with heard it. That. Yeah, it smells really nice. When it, happens. it does. <laughs> <laughs> great, great. Well, thank you for those. Um, okay, now. Let's look at signs of damage. I know we looked at when we were shopping for houses, but when we're living there in the house, is there something that we might hear or see that could alert us to what might be a big problem or could be if we let it go? Yeah. Um, if you hear like a water hammering in the pipes, if you turn on a faucet or a shower or flush a toilet and when it's stopped filling, you hear the pipes bang. That could be a sign of high water pressure. If okay. you have a drippy faucet, that could be a sign of high water pressure. So there's there's uh, a few killers of plumbing. One is high water pressure. I would say is number one killer of plumbing because every part in your house is rated for a certain amount of pressure. If if you have too much pressure pushing at it, that's when things will drip, things will crack, things will split, and and give you some damage. Uh, the next killer of plumbing would be hard water. So again, if you're seeing calcium buildup on a lot of things, that's just a, in my eyes, like a slower death than high water pressure. Okay. It's gonna ruin your plumbing. It's just gonna take a while. And the next killer of plumbing is just really old age. Okay. So um, if, if you're hearing banging pipes or you got trippy faucets, that's a key sign of high water pressure. And you're gonna get that, that brought back down to a safer level. Okay, so just like you would if you were 
you know, in your car and it starts making a weird noise, you would, you would take it to a mechanic and say, Hey, yep. the car's doing sound or whatever the sound and, uh, is. Like uh, mechanics and plumbers, uh, I guarantee the sound is never going to do it when we're there. So what I always <laughs> recommend to uh, customers is to, to record the sound okay. and then keep a note. Like if you're hearing the same sound at the same day, then it helps us pinpoint what it could be. Because uh, I can't tell you how many times I've been to a customer's house and they're like, it was just doing it and it oh, doesn't do it. Yeah, I, so, I feel uh, that pain. Yeah, so yeah, record it, track when it's happening. It just helps us find it quicker and get you back on the road. Such great tips. I'm learning so much. I hope you guys are too. Um, and the last question that I have just generally are, is uh, weather or natural causes, things that we have no control over. In Arizona, we get monsoons. Is there weather that could cause damage to our plumbing and what should we look for? Um, I think we're pretty lucky down here with weather, like we don't freeze or anything mm. like that. Um, the one thing that I see with our weather down here is just how much sunshine we get and okay. the improper pipe used above ground. Uh, sometimes, like coming out of the ground, there should always be proper pipe. That's what's really going to last the longest out here in Arizona. Sometimes you do see PVC pipe where that just over time, it starts um, deteriorating just from the heat and dries out and cracks. Um, other than that, with the weather, all things out of our control would be just planting trees near sewer lines again. Mm -hmm. uh, know where your sewer line is. Uh, How do we know where our sewer line is? Uh, if it's a... If, if you do an, an escrow inspection with a with a camera and locate, would be able to tell you which way it's okay. going. So before we do, like y'all can't see my yard, it is bare. We want to do some landscaping, but before we do that, maybe we should call a plumber to say, "Hey, where's our lines? Should yeah. we watch out for trees I, and stuff?" I think uh, uh, before you call a plumber, well, one thing you can do is see if your uh, manhole cover is in the in the street. Or if you have an alley, your sewer line might be going to the back. So things like that might be able to help before you call a plumber. But mm -hmm. if you really want to make sure, we can come out, put a camera down, check the pipe. But then we'll also locate it and tell you where it's going. Uh, when uh, when my wife wanted to plant trees at our house, there was like a set area like, <laughs> furthest away from the sewer line. Yeah. Yeah, they, they just love it. Hey, I've had experience with those roots. I will definitely not want to experience that on my own oh, house. No, no, it's, no it's way. Not. I had to like burn them out or I don't know. It was crazy. Um, so you did mention that we don't, we don't have trouble with freezing, uh, but not all of our listeners are in Phoenix. So let's talk about some uh, freezing or any other weather things that might happen in other parts of the country. Mm -hmm. uh, back in New York, we, um, the biggest thing I could see, that would uh, leak over the winter time. Back there, they have a, an item called a frost-free hose bib. A what? A frost-free hose bib. Frost-free hose bib, okay. Yeah. So if you put a normal hose bib that we use here in Arizona out there, it would it would freeze and crack and split and you'd, you'd have a leak. A frost-free hose bib out there actually turns the water off like 12 inches back within the wall, so it doesn't leak. Mm -hmm. um, but if you, if you do have a frost-free hose bib, when winter comes around, you want to disconnect your hoses because uh, if you leave your hose attached, that's when it can still freeze and, and break and, okay. and leak. Um, 
old wives' tale is to leave the water dripping when it's going to freeze overnight. Does that oh, help? Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're in one fake? of them cold states and you've had a freeze before, or it's a, a really going to be a cold spell coming through, it doesn't hurt to leave the faucet dripping because the way that uh, the the lines don't freeze because it's cold, the lines freeze because cold air is hitting it. So cold air is getting in somewhere and it's freezing it and the water's sitting still. Mm -hmm. So if you leave a faucet dripping, that water's constantly moving. Mm -hmm. So that's why it's not gonna freeze. I see. So it does help. Oh yeah, it, yeah. it'll help. Especially on that, that cold spell where it's gonna be a lot colder than normal. It doesn't hurt mm -hmm. just to leave it dripping. Put a bucket true. under it so you can put it on a plant it's the next day or something. Yeah. yeah, like my, so I grew up in Texas. It's not near like New York, although I did live a little while in New York. My dad, if he goes out of town, comes to visit me in the winter time, he'll leave it dripping just in case there's yeah. a freeze so yeah. that he doesn't have to worry about, yeah. you know, coming home to busted pipes. So no, it's uh, unfortunately I've been in them houses and it, it, it's sad to see people's houses that way yeah. just from from doing something like that, leaving a faucet dripping, or if you're going out of town on a vacation for two weeks, don't put the heat all the way down because you want to save, you're not going to be there. Leave it back where it was, keep the house nice and warm, and you'll come home to it. Come a, home to, to running nice cold. Yeah. <laughs> no exploded pipes. To a normal house. Oh my gosh. Um, well, I have learned so much just in this little chat, but is there anything else that I didn't ask that you think? our new homeowners or home buyers should know when it comes to plumbing? Um, I really, I would stick to the fundamentals of checking pressure and water hardness. They're, they're really the things that are gonna help prolong their life okay. if your plumbing system. Okay, so water pressure and whether your water is hard or soft, we need to make sure we keep that yep. in check. Yep. Number two, one and two tips, awesome. Uh, what is the number one most frequently asked question that you get, James? I think uh, the most frequent and the one that's hardest for plumbers to answer is how much time do I have before I need to replace this item? Uh, we can only really judge it for what it is staring at us in the face. It's, um, I wish I could answer them questions for customers. We can go out, give them average for how long, just say a water heater out here lasts eight to 12 years. If your water heater's 15 years and it's not giving you any signs, like it's, it's done its job, you know, mm -hmm. so it's it's hard for us to say you got another four years left, you're good, you know, it's, um, I, I feel like they're the hardest ones to answer. We yeah. always try to give the, the best answer, but it all comes down to the customer, are you a preventative or are you a wait and see? Yeah, that's a good answer. My dog is just having us a good old time. You guys are not seeing this, but we'll just keep going straight through. Uh, what's the number one question you get? Well, excuse me, what's the number one question you don't get, but you wish you did? I would say how to prolong the life of my plumbing system. Okay. It's, um, there's simple things to do. We to do maintenance every year and always back to the two. Check pressure, check water hardness. If you can keep up to date with them, you're going to see less of us and have good plumbing. As, as lovely as you are. I to. don't want to see you all the time. No. <laughs> we're, we're, uh, we're, we're never offended uh, when customers say it was great seeing you. I hope we don't see you again for a while. It's uh, We get it. No yeah. one wants to wake up and call a plumber. We understand. But I'm happy to see you in some networking meetings. Yeah, but yeah. Let's, let's keep you uh, keep you off of our plumbing as yeah, much as we much. can. Okay. And we did discuss a little bit about 
um, differences between here in Phoenix and other countries. Is there anything else that, not other countries, other states, um, is there anything else that we should look out for plumbing in different places? I think overall, um, plumbing, it, it, it can all be the same. Once you start getting into them colder states, that's where you're working with boilers and mm -hmm. things like that. Um, we're very fortunate that we really don't get that cold where we have to worry about that stuff. But it's just all about maintenance. If you stick out, if you can uh, stick with all your, your maintenance, things are just not going to ever jump out and surprise you. And if the things do jump out, that would be something that's within a wall that we couldn't expect. Mm -hmm. so, um, but if you are listening in a different part of the country that has obviously different weather, different climates, um, ask your local plumber, say, hey, just like his most frequently not asked question, what can I do to extend the life of my plumbing? That local plumber is going to have tips for you for oh, yeah. those those different climates. They'll be more than happy to tell you because we never get that question. And when we get that question, it, it, it's good to be like, all right, this person loves their house. You know, yeah. it's, it's, it's good. Good. Awesome. Um, and what are some, when somebody is interviewing a plumber, say, you know, you don't want to just take the first person that comes along, you want a good plumber. What are some questions that they can ask when they're interviewing? Uh, I'd always start with, are they licensed, funded and insured in that state? Mm -hmm. um, if they can't give you their, their license number, that's probably something I'd be a little wary about. Being licensed, funded and insured in uh, Arizona, we're, we're backed by the ROC. So if, if we don't do what we say we're going to do, the customer has someone they can reach out to to get it resolved. Mm -hmm. um, for ourselves, we're also um, Google guaranteed as well. So that's just an extra um, little safety net that Google backs what we do. They've done all their background checks on us. Things like that go a long way. Uh, for the Aussie plumber, we don't collect until the, the job is done. So if a, if a plumbing contractor is asking for all the money up front, that's something I'd probably be a little wary of. Okay. Um, with us, um, it's not like we, we take a risk in doing the job. We just want to make sure that the customer's happy before it's time to collect. So there's, there's, there's no money transfer until okay. it gives us a thumbs up. So some good tips, making sure that they're legitimate is the number yeah. one thing um, and that they're not full of bad complaints, you no, know? <laughs> um, yeah, and then if, if they turn up and they say they're going to turn up and they're putting, they're protecting your home, putting on shoe covers and drop cloths and protecting areas, I'd say that that's a plumber that cares and wants to own your business. Wonderful. What is some industry jargon that we could know so that we sound like we know what we're talking about? <laughs> uh, so some of the, the jargon, um, I would say with, uh, again, with the pressure, like uh, you, if, a, if a plumber comes to your house, you, you would always ask him, like, did you check my pressure? If a plumber doesn't check your pressure at his house, it's like going to a doctor and they're not checking your blood pressure. Okay. It's um, the, the water lines going through your house. It's pretty much like the blood going through your body. Too much blood pressure is bad. Too much water pressure is bad. So I would throw that one out to any plumber that comes because if they're not checking that, I feel like it's the need to get a new plumber. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, the other jargon that I hear uh, customers say a lot is water closet, just means toilet. If you hear a plumber mention the word shark bite, which is just a quick push connect sort of fitting. Uh, shark bite? Yeah. There's okay. uh, Instead of welding a pipe, soldering a pipe, or clamping a pipe, 
these are just a push-in fitting. Um, they're not they're not loved in the plumbing trade just because they're failure rate. So if you got a plumber that's talking about them, it's going to do your whole house repipe with them. That's something I'd watch out for. So no shark bites in your house. No shark bites. Um, yeah. they're, they're not bad. Not in the ocean or in your house. No, definitely not in the ocean. <laughs> uh, shark bites are not bad for um, if you just got to cap something, you'll be back the next day to do the repair. I'm, I'm down with that. Uh, for a long-term fix, I, I don't think they're the, the fitting to use. Well, that's a good one. Yeah. I've never heard a shark bite other than, you know, when I lived on the Pacific Coast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Uh, what is one of the craziest stories you can tell us about your time on the job? It depends uh, what your listeners want to hear. It's uh, I got some dirty ones. I got some. Uh, <laughs> Let's keep it PG, yeah, uh, just in case. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, just being covered in sewage. That's Ugh. the dirty ones. It's um, I got unfortunately I got covered in sewage uh, within probably my first year, head to toe saturated. Ugh. I went outside, gave myself a uh, a hand sanitizer bath. And the guy that was training me said, the, now that it's done, nothing else is going to face you anymore in plumbing. <laughs> manage to That's your initiation, that, that huh? Was, I'm happy it happened quick and it was over with. And, uh -oh. Yeah. Oh, I, I don't. I, if you're sticking around after that, then you've got a passion for That's, helping uh, people with plumbing, that, man. That I'm is the tell dirty you. side of plumbing that not oh. many people want to talk about. But. Well, well, that's the reason to hire a plumber. Yeah. I'm not going <laughs> like that. It's, I'm changing baby diapers is as far as I go. Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> funny when my, my nephew was born, changing his diaper was making me sick but i can go into a customer's house flooded with sewage and it doesn't phase me i, I don't understand different it. state of mind that's yeah tough. it is that's hilarious all right do you have any words of encouragement for our new homeowners and home shoppers uh i'd just say take your time and looking at a house don't be fooled into thinking if a house is brand new that everything is hunky-dory because it isn't okay. it's um I think people build stuff to the best of their ability, but sometimes things settle underground. So just take your time, get your things inspected and make sure it's the house that you want. Okay. And then uh, how do people reach you? If they're in the Phoenix area and they want to call the house plumber, what do they do? Uh, so you can reach us a few different ways. Uh, you can give us a call at 602-820-5551. Uh, we have our website, theaussieplumber.com. Our Facebook group, uh, Facebook page, I should say, Darcy Palmer, the Instagram one as well. There it is, Aussie dot the dot Aussie dot plumber. Yeah, right? and okay. then uh, yeah, and even if someone's in Phoenix and they just have a quick plumbing question, there's no harm in just sending us a picture or giving us a call. We're we're here to help and and not just be the company that's out there just always trying to make money. We really want to get people back on track and um, yeah, to serve the community. So if you need a little question, even if you're not in the area, you're yeah. happy to reach out on on social media and yeah. give them a quick, uh, give them a quick question. When um, somebody calls and they mention that they heard you on how to be a homeowner, why should they do that? Uh, so when they call, we, uh, if they mention uh, this podcast, it would be, we have a $199 uh, escrow inspection. Uh, we're also throwing in the mainline camera inspection that saves them another $199. So 
So, so you pretty much get the whole home inspected and the, the camera for free going out front. That's fantastic. So be sure you mention that you heard it. Yep. That way you get a little bit of a discount and you're going to know that you're going to have like a great plumber. Yep. I, I vet all of my peeps before I bring them on. So um, I know that everybody does a great job and treats their customers with integrity and all that kind of stuff. So you got some good people. Well, James, this was hugely informative. <laughs> I learned a lot. I hope you all learned a lot. I really appreciate you spending your your, it's a Sunday morning <laughs> with yeah. us here today. Um, you guys, please give us a call if you uh, if you need anything. Yeah, I appreciate right? you having us out. And um, yeah, please call any questions. And thanks for having us. Sounds good. All right, everyone. See you next time. Sunshine Hill Properties is proud to bring you the How to Be a Homeowner podcast. If you have more questions, ask them in the comment section. I will be featuring and answering them in upcoming episodes. If you like the show, leave a review and share it with a friend. Our goal is to help as many people as possible achieve their dreams, and your reviews help reach those people. If you are ready to build your bridge to homeownership, reach out to me at sunshinehillproperties.com to make an appointment for a call. No matter where you are in the country or on your journey, I'm ready to get you headed in the right direction with a free consultation. Interested in finding a trusted service provider in your area or partnering with HOA.com as a service professional? Go to HOA.com slash Ashley. Are you an agent? Great. I am growing my team in states across the country. Let's schedule a call to see if we need an agent to cover your area. Visit sunshinehillproperties.com. Want a career in real estate? You're not an agent yet, but you still want a career? That's still wonderful. I'd love to talk to you about training with me or one of my team members. Contact us at, you guessed it, sunshinehillproperties.com. I have to shout out our amazing post-production team. Thank you, Space Dream Productions, for doing every bit of post-production. I truly could not have made this show happen without you. And last but not least, if you don't want to miss a thing, be sure to subscribe to us now on the How to Be a Homeowner podcast.